And we're back, Invisible Talks in the Podcast Town Studio. I'm your host, Tyra Marie. And because we're always having fun, we're always doing things differently. It's been a while, but it feels good. Well, it hasn't been a while with me recording, but it's been a while since you've heard me. (laughs) Um, So it feels good to be back in the flow. I've been traveling a lot. I've been putting my suitcase to use, even in in the city, locally traveling. And I went to this conference in Chicago and there was five different speakers and Tabitha Brown was one of them and I've seen some of her content I've seen a ton of her uh, clothing line and goods at Target which was really cool because it's colorful it's beautiful Um, but I didn't really know her journey I still don't fully know her journey I'm learning bits and pieces with every video that I watch and um, everything that she posts but it was just I was intrigued and so here's a clip from the show. <laughs> Let's start when you realized you wanted to be affiliated in media. You wanted to be an actress. Oh, I was about five or six, right? Uh, that came from watching the Cosby Show, right? Every every Thursday at eight o'clock, my family watched the Cosby Show together, and I remember telling my mama, "I want to be Rudy's friend that rings the doorbell next, <laughs> and I want to say something because remember she had a little friend Peter." But Peter didn't talk, and I didn't like that. I said, I You want to be Bob? I, I had something to say. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I was like, I want to be one of the friends. Oh, so my, my mom was like, oh, you want to be Rudy's friend? And I said, no, only in the TV. Because I didn't know what it was to be an actor. So okay. that was me trying to relate to her. And she said, oh, that means you want to be an actress. And so from that day, I was like, I'm going to be an actress. I just started trying to figure out how to get to that thing. And so I started doing church theater, community theater, then I, I was in drama in school, and I just performed wherever I could in my little small town, because I'm from a very small town in North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, oh, it, it's coming out. It's so, um, that's, that's what I did. And so when it was time for me to go to school, I had also, in high school, started to make clothes. And so my mama said, look, I know you want to be an actor, okay, but we don't know nobody who, who acts. And she wasn't trying to discourage me, but she was doing what she knew to do. And so my great aunt was the town seamstress, and I spent every summer in the house with her while she would make clothes for everybody in the community. And she said, you should go to school for fashion design, so then you can have something to fall back on or they can help you with your acting, right? And I was like, well, that sounds like a good idea. So. I went to school for fashion design when I left uh, high school. Went down to Miami, honey. Yeah. Was down there. Anybody from Miami? <laughs> Miami's in Chicago. I did every year. Miami told me, Tab, we, we'll eat you up. You better get out of here. So I was there for the first semester, and I was like, Mm-mm. I called my dad. I was like, you better come get me. I'm wasting your money. I'm supposed to be in that. <laughs> so you knew chasing the, when you started chasing the wrong dream, you knew in your spirit yes. it wasn't for you. Right now, I gotta figure out how to be an actress. This is not it. And so he came and got me, and I went back home. Now I'm back in North Carolina, like, okay, how do I get to this dream of acting? And I applied to Columbia College in Chicago. Right? Yeah. Anybody from Columbia College? Very good. Uh, me and my mama, we flew out here in, in April, so the spring got me. I was like, oh, it's nice out here. Yeah. It's not cold. It was tricky. <laughs> Chicago was tricky in the summertime. Yeah. 
visited the school, fell in love with it, fell in love with the city, and was like, yes, got accepted. And then I worked all summer trying to save my money and prepare to get ready to, uh, to come to Columbia. And then about two weeks before it was time to, to go to school, they sent me a letter and said, unfortunately, due to your financial aid that I had from the, the fashion school, we cannot approve the financial aid for Columbia College. And I was like, oh. When my mom and dad ain't had no money. They had already given me so much to go to Miami. And I had worked all summer, but I didn't have enough to pay no tuition. Right. And so I was like, well, now what am I going to do? And so I just remember my mom said she had, you know, a friend, somebody she knew that she really didn't know, but they lived in California. And they had always told me if I wanted to come, I could rent a room. So I was like, I'm going to go to California and just try it. And so that was in 1998. And I went to California. I was not in Los Angeles. I was not in Hollywood. I, I was in Orange County, okay. closer to San Diego. And people, don't, people don't know that because it is a difference. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. Like LA is the entertainment, the Hollywood. So how, how far, like how many hours? Where I was was about almost two hours. Okay. It was like an hour, 45 minutes. And so, but I also was struggling. I was renting a room. This lady was taking all of my money. And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, came out there. He was what like, did you meet? Like, what did you to me? Because I was like, oh, we grew up together. Oh, you grew up together. Oh, yes, really. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know my husband my whole life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that means if you single, go back to your kindergarten classmate. That ain't what it means. But anybody in kindergarten is not married. That's the man you were supposed to marry. The one that was calling you, pulling your hair. Ladies, go get, get out the yearbook. I'm sorry, continue. I'm sorry. save up for one year, then move to Los Angeles so you can really pursue your dream. And so I was like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Move back to Greensboro, North Carolina. And that one year plan turned into five years, turned into a baby, turned into us getting married, both of us working full-time jobs, house, cars, a lot of new responsibilities, and a forgotten dream. Mm. I convinced myself I can't have it now, because now I'm young, you know, I got a baby, and together we had two. And I was like, I missed out on my opportunity. And then one morning, uh, it felt like an earthquake happened right there in Greensboro, North Carolina. I felt my bed shake me to wake me up. And when I woke up, it felt like my skin was burning. And I heard a voice that sounded like thunder. And it said, this is not the life I planned for you. Mm. And I got scared. And I was like, Lord, if this is you speaking to me, I need you to show me a sign today. Because if not, I think I'm losing my mind. And so I told my husband later, we were on our way to the mall. And I had told him what happened. And I think he probably thought I was crazy. Because I mean, you know, he says mm -hmm. you heard a voice that sounded like thunder that woke you up. And so I was like, but I prayed and I asked him to show me a sign today. And we were on our way to the mall, and on the radio, Buster Brown was our DJ. And he said, I just got this new TV show on the WB. I'm holding auditions, looking for a female co-host. And listen, I almost busted the windows out of the car. I was like, that's my sign. That's it right there. And so I was like, I got to go to this audition. I went to that audition, and I booked that job. Woo! Yes. Yay! <laughs> yep. And so that was 2000. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I started started dreaming again mm. and been pursuing acting ever since. So she started off and she 
kind of just went in real quick about her journey. And what I summed up from that clip that we just heard is her untapped courage. She just believed in a narrative that nobody could see. It was about acting for her, but she took the paths that she believed that would get her to her end goal. And a lot of us, including myself, we fall into these narratives where we're tapped out. We don't have the courage to even take a step that may slightly get us to where we're going. We're so focused on this specific path has to get us to the end goal. And if you see Tabitha's story, if you even just see her, her social media content, you would understand that, again, her goal was to be an actress. But she went viral and began to tap into other areas and other goals that she had off of cooking live every day at 5 p.m. The untapped courage that we find ourselves in. And while I was in the audience listening and just reflecting on my own life, I think about how all I ever wanted to do was travel the world, inspire women to love themselves and see the beauty from within. That's all. I found that that passion and that dream while doing pageantry because contrary to what people believe pageantry yes you should be beautiful and it counts for like a wee bit a wee bit percent Uh, but most of it is on the substance in which a woman adds and so she has a platform how engaged and active is she in her interview can she articulate her thoughts with being unapologetic about how someone would feel. I'll never forget competing in pageantry during the time that Scott Walker was running for governor in Wisconsin. There was no going in that interview and saying, I'm on the line. Well, I don't really know how I feel. No, you made your position and you stood on it. And so I think about that being my goal. That's all I ever wanted to do. And how many cool opportunities I've been able to experience just having the goal of I want to travel the world, inspire women to love themselves and see their internal beauty. I've been able to work for the NBA for eight years. I've been able to compete in pageantry. I had a high. I mean, it wasn't meant for me to win, although I wanted to win. I had great success coming out of the blue, never watching pageantry. I wasn't raised in it. And I still wrapped up my career being first runner up at the state level and not to, you know, throw dig to the judges, but they only picked the other girl to win because she had competed in the teen years and she got top 16. So they thought she was going to win. But hey, you live and you learn and God's in control. But I just think about how my heart's desire and posture has never changed, but it has allowed me to have all these experiences. And I believe all the experiences that I've had thus far, everything that I've been able to do, every mistake that I've made and lesson that I've learned from that will feed into me being able to travel the world and inspire women to love themselves from within and find their internal beauty. Wow. Have you tapped into your courage lately? Have you really tapped into your courage and understood that this is my end goal, but this is an opportunity that feeds my end goal? Doing pageantry fed my end goal because I was able to inspire little girls within the city. I was able to go to schools and go to youth programs and speak about my platform and my journey with having a mother who has a disability and who served in the military. And so I was able to use that as an opportunity for my end goal. 
when I started working for the NBA, I was able to be at the games and work with community groups and talk to young women that I encountered. Then I transitioned into community relations, which is now corporate social responsibility. And I was able to be in the community and inspire little brown girls to overcome their obstacles, trials and tribulations and be themselves and love themselves. And they were able to see themselves in a corporate company. It's still fed the end goal. And I was able to do that for eight beautiful seasons. And I was able to finish my career with the Milwaukee Bucks in broadcast full time, traveling the state and the country, doing sports, which is fun, exciting and different every day. And still inspiring girls to love themselves from within and redefine beauty because I was able to stay engaged through the beautiful art of social media. What? What? I couldn't have planned that. We can't plan that. And so I played that clip because I remember being in the audience, kind of just sitting in myself and looking around and thinking, wow, everything has really worked for my good. And I don't think I ever looked at it from that perspective. My perspective was, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to work really hard to get there. Not realizing that everything that I was saying yes to and having the courage to try new things and go into new spaces and new environments and learn new skills, that courage has given me the skill set that will continue to add to my end goal. So when my goal does happen, and it's happening already, next week I'm traveling all week. It's not to the level I wanted to be. I am still climbing. But all those experiences have given me the opportunity, the grace, the skill set, and the confidence to do what my end goal is. And so are you saying yes to things? Are you taking risks? Are you challenging yourself to try new things? Because the end goal can always be the end goal. And everything that you do in those settings and spaces will feed that if you believe it. And so I want to wrap up. I have my book back, y'all. I found my book. If you have been rocking with me, you know that I lost my book, How to Be More Tree-Like, and I found it. I love this book because I could flip this book open and talk to anyone or myself, and the message always resonates to what I'm talking about or what I'm experiencing at that time. And trees are stable. Um, I was just talking to the producer and I thought this was really profound. So I have to share with you all. I really want to find a flower book like this because I love flowers. Like flowers are just so beautiful. Um, Their colors, how they open and close with the sun. But I found a tree book. And the beauty of having the tree book is the tree is rooted and grounded. It's stable. It weathers through all seasons. But a flower, it'll fall. It'll die. It'll be buried in the snow. It doesn't last through all the seasons. And so that's the beauty of being tree-like. That's the beauty of being grounded and rooted in a belief and having a strong foundation is that you'll sustain, you'll be sustained throughout all the seasons. The tree will release its leaves. You will let people go. It'll be cold and you'll have your lonely seasons, but you'll develop and evolve. The rain, oh my God, it'll pour rain and it'll just be transitioning you to a new season. And then the summer when the sun shines, you're going to see the benefit of all the other seasons. Man, isn't it cool to be tree-like? All right. So today's tree is dragon blood. It's okay to be different. That's how the dragon blood is categorized. It's a cute yellow bird too. Yellow is my favorite color. So it says, why fit in when you can stand out? 
If umbrellas had been used by dinosaurs, they would have looked like the dragon blood trees. Their thick, tall trunks end in a canopy with all the leaves gathered at the top, tightly clustered together to catch water from mist. If you make a small nick in the bark, the trees ooze a deep resonance. In the 1600s, it was dried up and imported to Europe, where it was thought to have magical properties. And it's not hard to see why. The dragon blood tree says it's cool to be weird. It's cool to be weird and it's cool to be different. And it's okay to have goals that people can't see because in the end, if you believe it, it comes to fruition. There's a purpose to all creation. There's a purpose to your life and there's a purpose to your heart's desires, what you want to do. I want to travel the world and inspire women to love themselves and see the beauty from within. Why? Because it makes them stronger. It makes them stronger in the household, in the workplace, and as a spouse. We all have a purpose, and we just have to walk in it and stay grounded and rooted in who we're supposed to be. Let's be weird and let's be different, like the blood diamond tree. That's all we've got for today's episode here at Podcast Town Studio. These stories, they connect us. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is agreeing to disagree, different perspectives, healing from within, all because life and legacy are complex. We see people everywhere, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, griefs, pain, or struggles? To be strong is to heal. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he will help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Invisible Talks Podcast. Until next time, I'm your host, Tyra Elam.